Ladies, 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 and gentlemen, welcome to the Doggett Style Podcast. Woohoo! I'm your host, Evan Doggett. With Santiago. And together we're going to teach you about all things dog. Let's do it! Doggett Style. Let's get some. Okay, okay. Yeehaw. Now listen, if you are a pet parent mm-hmm. and you would much prefer to learn from my mistakes uh-huh. than to make your own, you are in the right place. Okay. So sit back, relax. You can take that mask off your face. What you talking about? Or not. I'm going to give you dog training tips and tricks. I'm going to teach you about the seven elements of dog training. I might make you laugh. I might make you cry. But it's all to help you become a better pet parent. And for me to have fun. This sounds like it's going to be a really good time. Sure is, Santiago. It sure is. Bonjour, you beautiful thing. I hope you are well and that you have, uh, you're on a cleanse from all the turkey and all that. Do you know that this is the first year that I didn't have any turkey? Can't do it anymore. Can't do the old turkey turk. I used to be the one that would be like, if anybody else eats the leg, the drumstick, I will, <laughs> I will bring you a coffin for your Christmas gift. That's what I'll get. I like bring on, the, and then something happened. I went to a place where they where they butcher turkeys, and never again. <laughs> I will, I will never eat turkey again. But that's not why you came here. You came here to learn about nervous dogs. But first. A message from our sponsors. Oh yes, good day everyone. This is Ricky from Ricky's Marijuana Fizzy Drinks. You've never been as high as a kite until you've had some fizz to bubble your nose. <laughs> right now I can personally attest to how fizzy these fizzy drinks are because I'm not one for cannabis. But come on down to the liquor store get Ricky's. Fizzy marijuana drink. I don't know about you, but it sounds like Ricky's been into the fizzy drinks. So maybe that would be a real help. Maybe Ricky could make a line of fizzy marijuana drinks for dogs that are nervous. (laughs) We could call it Paranoid Pup. That's what we'll do. So nervous dogs, some dogs become nervous. Some dogs are born nervous. A lot of people don't know this, that... Like, you can genetically produce nervous dogs. This is why it it always breaks my heart when I have clients with intact animals that... I'm a huge fan, A, of intact animals, provided that you are responsible. The problem is, is that a lot of people aren't responsible, or they just don't know that certain genetic traits get passed on. Like, if you have a nervous dog... Whether you breed it to another, if you breed it to another nervous dog, you're definitely going to have a whole bunch of nervous dogs. This is kind of what happened. Like, there's a breed called the Cane Corso. Cane Corso, Cane Corso. Um, It's an Italian Mastiff. If you follow the page, Binks, the dog that I had for two and a half years, I want to say three years almost, until we rehomed him. Um, Nervous Nelly. Now, there was a lot that we did to... Um, to bring him out of his shell. And I actually know that dog's father, uh, who's not a nervous dog. I'd never met the mom. Uh, and so some dogs, it's like an experiential thing. I couldn't, you know, attest to how, 
what that situation looked like for him to be raised. But with the breed, with Cane Corsos, they're typically nervous dogs. Now, this is like the worst, the worst combination of having a nervous guard dog. Like a nervous Rottweiler is a terrible idea because they... You want a guard dog to think and stand and be strong and not be as reactive. You want them to just be confident, you know? You want that bouncer at your club to be that guy that's just like, I got this. <laughs> Calm. You don't want that, you know, trigger-happy, trigger, trigger happy, sketchy dude that's just like, nobody got into this club. That, that doesn't make for a great thing. So with nervous dogs, some of them it's genetic. People breed, gen, you know, nervous dogs just for a couple of bucks or because they think it's going to help their dog or they want. I hear this a lot. We want our kids to see what raising animals is like, like the miracle of life. Uh, just l look around you. There's like six billion people on this pla planet. Yeah. <laughs> You can literally see a baby at any time, and they have the internet now. So anyway, if that's you, um, I, I, I do not apologize. <laughs> so some dogs are nervous. Some dogs, it happens due to experience, and sometimes it's just situational. So like, for example, I was just in the Atlantic Ocean, yes, end of December, surfing, and... I was a lot less nervous than I was the first time. So the cure to nervousness is you just got to put yourself out there. But for your dog, they need to know that they can get out of the situation. Like you want to bring them out of the situation unscathed as often as possible. And this is the problem with dogs that are nervous with other dogs. When you put them in with a pack of balanced dogs that aren't going to cause a problem for them, there might be an argument or or even a fight sometimes. But if the experience is more positive than not, the dog just learns, okay, this isn't a big deal. There was a Doberman that came to me a few years ago and really, really like, not, not beyond re reactive, because as soon as he would see another dog bark, growl, lunge, uh, but aggressive, like, and this was one of the first true cases of fear aggression that I've ever seen. Everyone thinks their dog is fear aggressive. But fear aggression is is actually pretty rare in my estimation. A lot of dogs are nervous uh, and they act on that. Now, they, it sounds very similar, but you always have to ask yourself with fear aggression, did the dog have an option? right? Did they choose that option? Because what happens a lot of times is the dog gets off on the feeling of blowing up at other dogs because nothing consequential happened. So does the dog have an out? Did the dog just run up to the other dog and freak out at the other dog? Um, you know, did, did, did it have to do that? Or was he just being a jerk, right? And so with with this Doberman that was legit fear aggressive, it was because it he was like, he had a lot of fights. He was beaten up a lot by, he was in a breeding program and he got beaten up a lot. And so his, he developed this, I'm going to get you before you get me. And for me, that's true fear aggression. Like just immediate response to, oh my God, this is going to be, I'm just going to, I'm just going to get you. 
versus a nervous dog, what happens a lot of times is they get nervous, they react, it works, and then they become very reactive or even aggressive, but they do it based out of this feels good. It feels good to bully and, you know, intimidate other dogs. So there is a difference there. The way to fix nervousness, like nervousness with other dogs, is set up a lot of back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back play groups of dogs where you know, where you almost know, you you can never guarantee anything because, you know, someone, a dog could literally be running beside another dog and pull a muscle and then that dog, if it's looking at the other dog, might latch onto it and be like, you did this to me, right? Like, I, I've seen it happen where they're running and a dog pulls a muscle and they're like, you, they think they did it to him. This is why people that use e-collars if or, or shock collars, there's a difference, but I'm just going to lump them together right now. If the dog doesn't understand where the pressure is coming from because you haven't trained them properly, which you can't do with a shock collar because it's the jump in levels there's like four or eight or 10 or even 16 levels, but the jump between two and three is so high that it's, it's almost impossible to condition them in a low level that, that is more annoying than painful. Um, anyway, so the, if the dog doesn't understand where the pressure is coming from and how to turn it off, the dog might assume that it's coming from the other dog, which is why if the dog doesn't understand, if you're training with an e-collar or shock collar and, and you don't know what you're doing, Again, you can't really do it right with a shock collar anyway. But if you're using low levels to condition a dog, but they you're not doing it right or you're using high levels and really doing it wrong, yes, it's going to create a nervous dog. It's going to be more nervous. It'd be like if you felt, you know, somebody flicking in the back of the head and you looked around and there was nobody there, right? This is where it can make nervous dogs more nervous. With So to, so to fix nervousness with... Um, socially nervous dogs, what you need to do is, again, set up those play dates over and over and over again, which is why a dog park is not advantageous because you don't know who's going to show up. So this is why taking your dog to a balanced trainer that has a pack of dogs is great. However, you might need to adjust your priorities in term, or your goals rather because the dog can't live at the dog trainer's place forever right? There's going to be new dogs come in. They need to learn how to cope and, and handle those things. But the more times you have a positive experience, just like me in the ocean, and I got thrashed last week, uh, and today I did pretty well. And so, you know, sometimes it's not always going to go perfectly well, and that's okay as long as they come out more positive than not. Like if, you know, if you have more positive experiences than negative experiences, you build on that right? You just build and build and build. Now, nervous with strangers, the answer is that's how they eat. It comes back to episode number one, social. Um, the, the secret of dog training is that's how they eat. If you want your dog to be good at something, that's how they eat. If you want your dog to be really good at sitting, that's how they eat. So rather than giving them the full full bowl of food and then you know training them with treats, you take their full bowl, bowl of food and every day sit, here's some food, sit, here's some food, sit, here's some food, but just bit by bit by bit. And it's the same thing with a dog that is nervous of strangers. There's a stranger, here's some food. There's a stranger, here's some food. And then it starts to come from the strangers at a distance. And then 
you know, maybe over time up close and personal, maybe with a muzzle on, depends how intensely nervous the dog is. So nervous dogs, again, if you have a nervous dog and you're thinking about breeding it, don't. Just don't. Like, it's not worth it. I have a few clients right now that I'm genuinely really concerned about because they're like, we bought the dog to breed it. And I'm like, oh, sweet mother of God, this is a really genetically nervous dog about everything noises sounds people now they get comfortable right it's that experience well the dog is fine at my place well yeah because the dog lives there and it's not you're a good person and the dog has a good experience but when you take them out of their uh, comfort zone they can't cope and so you know because we are playing god and breeding these breeding these dogs and is that playing god i've never I, i don't know that i've played god anyway we're breeding these dogs, we have a choice to either breed them or not breed them. So that's where I go. We There's some responsibility there and we got to do the right thing by them. So with a nervous dog to noises, again, you just want to do it at a distance. You want to build up your time over time. Don't sweat it. There's no rush. There's no panic. And every dog can become less nervous with practice. Make it the way they eat. Be consistent, be patient, and also push them. Don't just accept that you have a nervous dog and they're always going to be nervous. And don't necessarily assume that they're nervous. Maybe they're just having a good, <laughs> maybe they're just having a good time blowing up at the neighbors and blowing up at the other dogs and freaking out and barking. A lot of people want to jump to the idea that oh my dog is nervous, therefore he's being he's acting this way. Well, your body, the dog's body is flooding him full of adrenaline and dopamine when he blows up at someone else without any consequence. So sometimes they just become uh, dope heads, junkies, marijuana fizzy drinks. So um, yes, there are medications, but ultimately it comes down to behavior. And that's why having a balanced approach and having a whole bunch of things, the whole seven elements course that I did there's seven elements for a reason because it's not just getting them to stop doing things. It's getting them to start doing things as well. So the, that's why there's, you know, a section on unwanted behaviors, but there's also a section on obedience and it all starts with health. That's why there's a section on that. And then body language. A lot of times it's like, do you even know what you're looking at? So that's why I put together a bunch of videos. Check it out. Go to dogitstyle.com if you don't have the course already. It's only 247 bucks Canadian, which is like, American or something. So don't delay. Get yours today. And if you don't like it, send me a message and I'll send you your money back. Nervous dogs, we see them all day long everywhere. And it's, I think a lot of times it's because we're coddling them. The pandemic isn't helping uh, with socializing dogs, but you can desensitize them. If you can get out of your house, take your dog out of your house and feed them on your walks, feed them at the park, feed them, desensitize them to the environment minimally. And then, you know, we'll, we'll, as the world gets back to normal, you can still, if you can go to a dog park, go to a dog park and stay on the outside. If you can get strangers and friends, friends and family to feed your dog, have them do that. They can throw food to them. Of course, you're going to want to, you know, just be smart and be safe and all that good stuff with COVID. But um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Note your loved. We'll see you next week. Bye, folks. Oh, man, Evan, you were playing in the ocean. I was in the ocean. We are very salty. We got to get home and give me a, a full mustache facial. That means you need to scrub me. 
That means you need to condition me very light on the blow dryer because I don't want to get all dried out. And then at least 500 combs per side of this beautiful thing that is Santiago Jor Mustache. And everyone else, go to togetstyle.com. You can, you can look at me all day long, all you want. Okay, bye!